listening to From the Friars podcast, the community of Franciscan Friars of the Renewal, headquartered in the Bronx, New York City. My brothers and sisters, may the Lord give you his peace. Welcome. Uh, there's still plenty of VIP seats available for those of you standing in the back. There's all kinds of seats here and a few over there. You're most welcome. The uh, sermon is going to be really long, so you're going to get tired standing there. One of our professors at the seminary said, keep preaching until you see their eyes glaze over, then land the plane, okay? So come closer so I can see your eyes. Um, I have an embarrassing admission to make on this second Sunday of Advent. Um, There is an event that is happening at our seminary every Saturday night. Um, That's my main work right now as I'm the director of formation for the friars who are in the seminary, Dunwoody. And uh, every Saturday night, uh, a nice group of the seminarians are gathering together in the student center for a little fraternal gathering, a little chance to get together. And we are watching a TV show together as a group. Uh, The TV show is known as The Mandalorian. Anyone here into The Mandalorian? Okay, so this homily is for you. (laughs) And uh, Mandalorian is a a new Star Wars TV show. And um, I am a self-professed Star Wars nerd. I was five years old in 1977 when the first Star Wars came out. Anyone see it in the theater? Okay, that may or may not be how I got my name, Luke, okay? And at five years old, you're old enough to be completely and totally into it. Any five-year-olds here? Okay, hello. But you're not old enough to understand it's not real. I thought it was real. Like, as a little boy, you know, I'm thinking, I cannot wait to fly a spaceship and fight against aliens. Okay. So there's a, um, a new one that's out right now called The Mandalorian. Here's the embarrassing part. So... Um, the people who are putting this Mandalorian show together are, you know, they're Star Wars nerds also. I can tell. Okay. And, and as we sit there to, as a group, myself and all these seminarians, you can tell a couple of the seminarians are, are like me. They're Star Wars nerds also. And you can tell some of the other seminarians, like, they kind of know Star Wars and they kind of don't. But they're there. They're, they're in it. And then there's these other seminarians who just have no idea what's going on. And there we are together. It, it's, it's an enjoyable, it's fun, it's a fraternal kind of brotherly thing that we're doing. And then the, the embarrassing admission would be, uh, usually they turn to me to like ask questions like, well, what did that mean? Or who was that person? Because like I'm a, a, a Star Wars encyclopedia. Uh, that's just my background, okay. Um, and uh, it got me thinking about today's readings. So you're probably like, oh, wow, that's a stretch, huh? <laughs> so if you are a Star Wars nerd and you're watching this new Mandalorian show, you are picking up on so many details, little things that are happening in the story which are connected to the bigger Star Wars epic. These guys, you know, little details. Somebody says something, somebody makes reference to it, something, And uh, if you know Star Wars really well, like I do, you're like, oh, wow, they're making reference to this from the third movie or that from the the second cartoon or, you know, and it's just rich with all this background 
the greater Star Wars story. Okay, forgive me for nerding out on you a little bit, okay? I believe that there's something similar with the season of Advent. The better you know the Bible, and now we're, Star Wars is fake, right? It's make-believe. Okay, now we're to the Bible, we're to, to, to reality. The better you know the Bible, the better you know salvation history, the more you're going to catch as you read the story of Jesus. And in the season of Advent, the Mother Church puts together the readings for us. We're going through, especially if you go to Mass every day, you're going through all the readings from the whole Old Testament, all of those stories from the history of God's people, and all of the prophecies that Jesus fulfilled when he came as the Messiah, as the Savior. And, and the better you know the Bible, the better you know salvation history, the better you know the story of God's people, and you come to the gospel and you read about our Lord Jesus Christ, what he did, what he said, it's like light bulbs are just going off. And uh, you're, oh, the, he, he's fulfilling this prophecy or he's making reference to this thing or that thing. And... Um, in all of the liturgies for Advent, today's liturgy, second Sunday of Advent, is a marvelous example. This prophecy from the prophet Isaiah, chapter 40, comfort, comfort my people. And there's this reference to the voice crying out in the desert, prepare the way of the Lord. And we know from the gospel here, the beginning of the gospel of Mark, that this was a prophecy of John the Baptist, the precursor to the coming of the Messiah, Jesus's cousin, who was in the desert crying out, prepare the way of the Lord. And between now and Christmas, when the church relives the expectant hope of God's people that the Messiah would come, that God himself would come and he would save us from our sins, um, it is a profound and beautiful time in the church. And God bless you for being here. It's so wonderful to be together uh, as God's family, gathered in God's house, listening to our family history here in the scriptures, praying and pondering, worshiping, because my brothers and sisters, we also find our story here. We also find our story here. This call to repentance for sin, um, this call for the comfort that God wanted to give. And you know, it's interesting, in Isaiah 40, the word in Hebrew for comfort there can be translated also repentance. I'll spare you the details between the Hebrew original and the Greek translation, all of that. Uh, it's the same word. And, and as I was praying over that, I'm like, how is repentance for sin, how is that a comfort? Usually when you hear the phrase repentance of sin, you think the image of the ascetical John the Baptist, this kind of wild prophet guy in the, in the desert, it doesn't sound very comforting, right? There's like, there's this message. And if you've ever seen like a TV show or a movie about the life of Jesus, John the Baptist is usually looks like a homeless person and he's usually screaming, you know, repent. And you may see people like that down in the city as well. It doesn't, you don't immediately think, oh, that was so comforting, right? But if you really think and pray about it more and more, there is nothing more comforting than to know the truth that God loves us and that he wants to forgive us our sins. How beautiful, how wonderful that the death of Jesus on the cross, 
conquered evil. It conquered sin. He conquered the devil. He conquered death. How comforting. And our response to that grace is repentance. To be humble and to say, Lord, I'm sorry. Please forgive me. And if you've ever had an experience where you really messed up, you really did something off, and maybe what you did, it hurt or wounded yourself, or maybe it hurt or wounded other people or a relationship, and then there's a moment when you had the opportunity to be humble and to repent and say, I'm sorry, and the person forgave you. That is so comforting and beautiful, and to know that that is what awaits us on the other side. When we finally come before the Lord, he's there waiting for us with open arms. In his first coming, he came as a little baby in Bethlehem. In his second coming, he will come on the clouds as the triumphant king of history. And that he welcomes us to his kingdom. And that he wants to forgive our sins, our mistakes. We don't have to carry the shame and the guilt and the worry that is part of sin. Isn't that comforting? Isn't that beautiful? That is what we celebrate here in the season of Advent, what we will be celebrating in the season of Christmas, that the arrival of that baby changes everything, changes everything, that salvation and redemption and forgiveness and the victory over death has arrived has arrived. Advent and Christmas are joyful seasons. Joyful seasons. Even if you're struggling, even if there's frustrations, and certainly as a world, we're, we're filled with frustrations and anxiety and worry right now. And we only need to turn to Jesus and to rejoice, to rejoice that, you know, whatever happens, uh, it's going to be okay because what waits for us is beautiful. What waits for us is beautiful. So we pray for that grace this day that we may grow in our repentance for sin, filling in the valleys and laying low the mountains to make a straight path for the return of our King, Jesus Christ, our Savior. Amen. been listening to from the friars podcast the community of franciscan friars the renewal please visit us at franciscanfriars.com or on social media cfr underscore franciscans Thank you.